0: Featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike. Homies, what's good? What's good? Listen, I know you're all gonna be very disappointed. You're all gonna be very disappointed because uh I've been informed that Rob is not gonna be able to join us tonight. Something came up last minute. He's not going to be able to make it. Apologizes for that. Uh, He's doing his best. But here's the good news because, you know, big news going down in the bowling world. Not only was there a PBA event, but, you know, more urethane talk, which I got to be honest with you, I'm not that hype about. Okay. I'm not that excited to talk about urethane even more. But I did. I do have a special guest. I do have a special guest for everybody. Okay? And, you know, it's the man of the hour. It's the man of the hour, really. Okay? So, uh, first time here on Sweep the Rack. Let's bring him in. Uh, it's Pete, the Purple Rose Hammer. Pete, how's it going? Welcome to Sweep the Rack. Uh, tell us, where are you from, Pete? Where's home? Home. Home. I got no home, Mike. I was born in Hopkinsville, Kentucky.
1: Treated like shit. Stamped some serial number on me. Put me in a warehouse to rot, Mike. One day my home closed. Kicked me out of my family out. No warning, Mike. I was homeless. Homeless. Wandering the streets of Hopkinsville. Fent for myself, Mike. They want to call me soft, Mike. Soft, Mike. Hopkinsville is no Disneyland. Tried to hitchhike to Utah. Couldn't get a ride. Tough times, Mike. Want to call me soft.
0: I was gonna ask, what's the, what's you know, what's what's life on the streets in Hopkinsville like?
1: It ain't no Utah. I hear Utah's all candy, candy land, Candy Roads, con, con candy clouds, Mike. I hear Utah's where it's at. Fortunately, I'm stuck in Hopkinsville. You sound mad, Pete. You sound mad. Are you mad, son? I'm mad, bro. I'm mad. The discrimination against me for being soft, being urethane. This is an outrage. I'm telling you. I'm,
0: I'm so, banned, so so what are your thoughts that, you know, uh, for all intents and purposes, you know, you, as you know yourself, uh, have been banned from the PBA tour. What are your thoughts on that? Soft, Mike. They're calling me soft. I'll tell you who's soft.
1: Neil Strummel's soft, Mike. Tom Clark is soft, Mike. We actually call him Charmin because he's so soft. The PBA soft, Mike. You know who the worst out of all of them, Mike? Sean Rash wants to call me out on TV.
0: Wants to call me Pete, out on TV, Mike. Pete, the purple rose hammer is calling out Sean Rash on sweep the Rash. rack. Am I hearing this correctly? Yeah,
1: calling him a F. Sean Rash. Watch your back. I'm coming for you. You're next, Mike. You hear that? Sean Rash, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for him, Mike. You know who else is soft? PBA Players Committee, Mike. How many Storm players are on that committee, Mike? Eight or nine out of ten? Witch Hunt. They couldn't handle my greatness. Last name ever. First name greatest,
0: Mike. The purple hammer. Me, Pete Rose. So, so okay, so, you know, you, as you know yourself, uh, you know, kind of banned from the PBA tour next year. What's next for you?
1: Mike, I'm still going to be around messing up house shots for league bowlers everywhere in practice, Mike.
0: The league don't bowlers don't me. like you, Pete. The league bowlers are hating on you, son. Oh, I'll be around. Two-handed
1: lefties still love me, Mike. Don't worry. Not going that far. Look for me at the Masters and the U.S. Open. And don't forget the USBC. They're my dogs. My day ones. Any shot out, any well, put out. Yeah,
0: we'll see you at the Masters, I'm sure, yes?
1: Any shot they put out, Mike, I'll be there. Maybe I will also- Open. Thinking, US Open. Maybe I'll say about going to Jacob Butcher's house. I hear there's a lot more like me there taking refuge. Hundreds, thousands hiding in that, in this house for us being labeled soft. It's a dark day for us, Mike. The night is darkest before the dawn, though. No, you know who said that? Harvey Dent, dark night.
0: Go, go find your people, Pete. Go find your people. Uh, all right, I know you don't have a ton of time, Pete, so uh, any final thoughts before we get you out of here? Yeah, I want to talk first about the other
1: urethane balls. Pitch black shit, Mike, Belmo, Simo, Jesper, Tang Brothers. If they were allowed to throw me. They would have 10 more titles each. The whoa, whoa that's, a, that's a bold statement. I'm the, first, I'm the greatest of all time, Mike. You know that. They pretend like they aren't urethane. The motive tanks all pretending like they aren't urethane. They're fronting, Mike. They want to be me. Remember to Zen you? Is that ball still, was, is it even in production, Mike? Straight to VHS, that ball went. Two minutes, and all of a sudden, you never heard from it ever again. Our final thoughts. Watch your back, Sean Rash. Watch your back, Neil Stremmel. Haven't heard the last from me. I might be a 73 HD now, but I'm coming back 78 HD. I'm gonna hit the gym, hit some cycloroids. You're all in trouble. Believe that. Till then, I'm out of here, Mike. Enjoy the rest of your stupid show.
0: Oh, my goodness. Pete, thanks, man. Thanks for the time. Folks. I mean I know it wasn't long. I know it wasn't long but you know that's a that's a big guest to get uh on the show here and uh you know you heard you heard Pete's words I mean right right from from Pete's mouth okay you know uh so what a way to start the show I mean what more could you ask for here you know uh but oh it looks like it looks like uh it looks like Rob is, is uh is joining us. It looks like Rob is back. Uh I think I think Rob Rob needs to adjust his name before he comes on. He needs to change his name uh on there. But yeah, we'll give him a second. But uh I mean the the most surprising part of that interview to me, not two things, is that man, the the hatred for Sean Rash, number one, and number two Uh, obviously Pete saying uh, that he doesn't think much is going to change. He doesn't think much is going to change there. Uh, So uh, Rob is back. He's here. Uh, It's not Pete the Purple Hammer anymore. It's Rob. Rob, welcome. What's good, homie? What's happening, Mike? Man, sorry I'm late. Uh, What did I miss? I heard you had a a co-host. Yo, Pete the Purple Rose Hammer came on. And was, oh man, you listen. I can't even get into it. You're gonna have to go back and watch. <laughs> you're gonna have to go back oh, and check man. it out. What
1: an intro! Uh, crazy. Um, so yeah, man, a lot to talk about this week. Uh, before we get into all the craziness this week, uh, I, I you know, we got to get into your league review, um, because you know, that's what we do here. I know you were, uh, you, you put a, a video on Twitter about, um, yeah, Yo. you know what we got to do though. We got to, we got to, we got to switch. We got to switch. Yeah, we got to switch because I don't All like right, being on I'll the go. right side. All right. All right. See, that's better. I feel better. Yeah, yeah. I heard My fist pump from the
0: other side, son.
1: I, I heard you were clubbing out there. How's the AC sh- situation? I'm more interested in the AC situation and the clubbing music than I am actually. You both, I was down. Ones. I was
0: on lanes. First set, I was on three and four. Second set, I was on one and two. So we were right near the door. And it wasn't real crowded where we were at. And the door kept opening and, you know, there was a lot of airflow. So actually the temperature wasn't that bad last night. It was also a nice cool night last night. It wasn't real hot. It rained earlier in the day. Um, So the temperature wasn't an issue. And I'm going to say, like, it does affect my bowling because last night I had no issues with my thumb. And I was able to make good, clean shots right off the bat. And if I didn't throw good, it wasn't because I was hanging up in it. Or I was falling out of it, or you know I was sticking in it, whatever it may be. Um, so, uh, over the last two weeks, I wasn't there two weeks ago. I had a sub. Sub didn't go so well. Shout to my sub. Much appreciated for the for the subbing. Uh, don't care how the people bowl, but didn't go well then. Last week didn't go well for me. So uh, I was literally on the last pair because I'm in the bottom. I'm in the bottom five of the league now. So I got to claw my way back up. So I went into the night thinking, all right, listen, you know, you got to go in. You got to make good shots. You got to buckle down here. And you know what? For the most part, I was able to do that. I was. I was able to do that. Uh, I only had one missed makeable all night. Okay. I only had one missed makeable. So that was nice. And that was a change for sure. We bowled on Dragon. Uh, Again, they were much different than they were the previous week. Uh they were they were a lot tighter to me this week, I felt like. Uh so my games were and I'm I'm rounding here. I think I had seven fifty for four. So I was about minus fifty for four, and my games were basically one one eighty. What was it? 180, 190, 180, or no, two oh one eighty. Those are my four games. 180, 190, 2-0, 180. Uh, you know, rounding up and down a couple times there, just generally speaking. But yeah, I was minus fifty for four. I won twenty-four out of twenty-five points on my pair, which was which was my main objective for the night. Uh, they were tough. You know, I I stand by what I said last week. I feel like your brother's post, Jeff's post about uh the dragon being being kind of walled up is is uh is a troll post for me because they definitely did not seem walled up to me. Uh, but, yeah, listen, I threw it pretty good. When I threw good shots, they were great. My ball reaction looked great. When I didn't throw it good, ball reaction didn't look so good. I think one of the things that I figured out last night is the slower the slower my approach is, the better I throw it. It's one of the things I figured out. I'm conv- I, at this point, I'm convinced by that. I'm convinced that, like, I can't go Kevin McCune style for whatever reason. I just can't do it. It just doesn't work for me. Like, the ball is too fast, it doesn't pick up. My rev rate's not high enough. But when I really, really slow down and I try and go ultra slow, that's when I really start throwing it good. And anytime I feel accelerated at any point, whether it's in my steps or in my downswing, that's not a good shot, and ends up not being a good shot, and that's basically what it comes down to. So last night, I just, I just really locked in on you know, slow, slow as you can, slow as you can, you know. So that was it. It's the main thing I, I focused on. I bowled pretty good. I used an IQ tour all night. Uh, love that ball. Should have drilled one of those years ago. Can't believe I waited all this time to drill one of those. That ball is, that ball is amazing. That's an amazing – like, if you're, if you're an average bowler who doesn't have a ball deal, first of all, you should only be drilling gems, okay? Don't believe these ball companies with you need every ball that comes out. No. What you need to do is you need to identify what the absolute best balls are, and you need to just drill those balls, okay? And I recently drilled an IQ tour, and, yeah, I mean, I got to say, it lives up to the hype. Like, it seems like I could use it on anything, Long, medium, short—like it's—it's very, very versatile. Matches up very well with what I like to do. So I that's had quite... carry Issues with that ball?
1: I always had carry okay.
0: issues. Not me, man. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, I can get to the pocket pretty good. I could—I always had carry issues with it. But then I, I recently drilled a new one, uh, uh, and I used it at USBCs last year during team event. It Was so good. Sure. Um, it seems to roll really good on like thirty-nine feet to like thirty-seven foot patterns, forty-one feet around the, the middle range. I think anything longer is a little bit. Too long. Anything shorter, it's still a little bit too much ball. But I think a lot more pros are going to be drilling IQ
0: tours <laughs> on the tour starting 2024. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah you, know? you definitely like you definitely did, for whatever reason on, on on Dragon in this place that we're in, Majestic Lanes. You definitely didn't want to play the hold. You you wanted to play the hook wherever wherever however. Like last week, I felt like I had more hook. This this week, I feel like I had less room right or less hook but you definitely wanted to play the hook and not play the hold. You know, my good shots were shots that went right and then and then looked like they had shape going into the pocket. My bad shots were one that had no shape in front of the lane, and they all went high. You know, I left the 3 six ten or 3-6 combo probably like six times in four games. So, yeah, you know, but listen, I, right. like I said, I'm happy with the way I bowled. I'm happy with the way I'm throwing it. Uh, I think July – 15th and 16th, Greg Tax having two tournaments at Carolier. One of them is an over-under. If there's anybody out there local who's over 50 and you're interested in bowling, I know there's a few people that hit me up from the show that are local. If any of you guys are listening and you want to bowl, let me know. I'm definitely – and I do not care what – what you know, it doesn't matter how you think you're going to bowl. If you want to come out, have a fun day, bowl, maybe we can grab a bite to eat afterwards or whatever, but hit me up about that if you're interested. Um so that's it. I think I'll, I'll be in a much better position next week because I had, you know, point wise, I had a good night. I could not even make a pair in the card game, which was frustrating as hell. I couldn't even make a pair; it was ridiculous. I think I got nine cards in both games and and couldn't make a pair. I'm like, what what is going on here? But uh, yeah, that's my league report. That's my league report for this week. All right.
1: Well, you know, keep at it. We'll see what see what see what see what shakes out next week. So. All right, I say we get into the nitty gritty because I know people want to talk about it, and it's
0: yeah, let's do it. More urethane thing. talk.
1: More urethane talk,
0: but this one was a big one. Um, and you know what? Now, yeah, before you say that, <clears throat> I'm serious with the memes I put out on Twitter. Like, I'm t- I'm kind of tired of this, man. I'm kind of tired of talking about urethane. Like, your urethane balls should not be what we're discussing in in bowling and, and it, it's it, it kind of dominates the conversation and has dominated the conversation for quite a long time and has dominated even <clears throat> the conversations in the coverage of bowling like including podcasts including the shows including uh you know ball ball you know, uh, releases or content put out by ball uh companies and honestly like I'm just tired of it like let's just if even if we have to ban it, even if we and I don't want to ban it, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. But if that's what we have to do to to not make this the 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 point of 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 obsession in the bowling community, then I'm okay with that. You know, so because I think, it's a little. I think a big,
1: I think there's a bigger conversation than urethane here, and I wanted to talk about it and. Um, I, I made a list of winners and losers from this, uh, you know, new rule going into effect. Mm. And I, I want to jump into one of the losers here because I feel like there's a bigger conversation, and I, I know not a lot of people have talked about it. But in my in my sense as a fan, I, I think the PBA creating that new rules committee with Neil Stremmel heading up the research in advance, you know, the research and doing all that, and then creating a new rule that completely trumps the USBC rule, right? Now you have two organizations that have two rule, different rule committees and you have the PBA pretty much, my opinion, almost sticking up a middle finger to the USBC saying like, hey, you could have your urethane hardness rule. We're going to create our own hardness rule because we did more research and we actually did more like, you know, uh, uh, we spent more time and we're going to take action on the results that we came up with when I feel like the USBC have been, have been looking into this thing for years and really never made any adjustments to really any rules except for maybe uh, banning some older version balls, like eight, 2018 and beyond. I mean, Mike, I mean, what do you think of that? Like way to look at it?
0: I I don't know. I I mean, what, well, I don't I, I really I, I don't even I don't have many thoughts on that. Like it doesn't surprise me that the two different organizations have two different rules because as we well know, the two different organizations that we're talking about, the PBA and the USBC, they they have completely different agendas. right? The PBA's agenda is to uh, generate ge- generate income in some way, I would say, through advertising, right, uh, promote bowling, promote the players but they also want to make sure that there's that there's integrity in the competitions that are taking place under their, their name, right? The USBC, they're, they're, they're a business support organization, right? They're really here to, to support the bowling centers, the proprietors, mostly I would say, you know, uh, so, so to me, it's not surprising. Like you, y- for the USBC to do the same that the PBA did would have a a, a much larger footprint in terms of who it's going to impact, right. And how many people it's going to impact. And, and they're aware of that. I mean, they're certainly aware of that. So um, I think they have to be a little more careful. Yeah. You know, I think that for, for the most part, and I saw a comment, somebody was here early and commented while we were getting ready to do the show, but and Greg Tack put out put out a thing on uh, on Facebook as well about how the regional players are going to be impacted by this, and some of them don't have ball deals, and um, and they're uh, going to have to spend more money with balls. And I, I wanted
1: I wanted to rip Greg Tack's post to shreds. I wanted to, and I didn't
0: because I, we talked about how. expensive... the show, was... friend of the show, Greg Tack. You hear that, Greg look, Tack? Look, my guy.
1: Look, I could disagree with Greg Tack's opinion. Okay, sure. If you're bowling the regionals. you're bowling the regional circuit you could afford to drill a couple of new balls okay we talked about how expensive it is to bowl the regional tour okay you're in for at least a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars when you're bowling a regional if you're driving over an eight hour span right between hotels food entry fees right dude if you can't afford to to drill a new urethane ball or a new uh you know maybe iq tour or something that's going to get you through the fresh then you five, probably five new balls. Whatever it okay. is, you probably shouldn't be bowling regionals and shouldn't be on the circuit. We talked about months ago about how like bowling is now a white a white collar sport than it is a blue collar sport and that is definitely the case if you're bowling the regional tour especially on the west coast okay because you have to drive 12 hours to bowl regional these days with the gas and the hotel if you can't afford to drill a couple new balls then you probably shouldn't be bowling the regionals
0: my my thought on greg's post was this and i've said this to greg before too and so he you know again i don't come on here and say stuff about people or two people that i haven't said to them already um how, how you bowl regionals at a high level and not have a ball deal
1: uh, that's not even I mean uh, the ball deal i, I mean I, you're, I, amazing, you're making
0: cuts if you're making cuts if you're you're bowling well you know you're placing you're cashing consistently I mean all, I'd say 90 percent of the people that are that are in that group have a ball deal
1: uh, but you know what though sometimes you have an advantage of not having a ball deal I'll be honest with you. To be able to throw balls from all different companies, to be able to have a purple hammer, a venom shock, you know, um, a high roll, whatever, right? Some of the right. best balls is a, a, an actual advantage when you bowl. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother like uh, uh thing we can get into. But all right, well, I want to break down what the rule was because I, I'm not sure if everybody is aware of exactly what the rule was. First off, the rule is not banning urethane. Okay, it's right. kind of an in, it's kind of an indirect ban in a kind of way, where um they're making the hardness rule from 73 HD to 78 HD. Okay, now the reason they did that is because of the fact that it's not because of how the balls are made; it's the fact that the ball gets softer over time, and they needed to figure a way out on how to combat that. Right, and they actually um had some research that said that some of these balls are dropping three to five hardness levels within like 10 minutes to like three games, which is crazy to me. So essentially they raised it five points so that it takes into consideration the ball as their pros are using it. Right. So to me, like it's not banning urethane. People can still throw urethane if it makes the hardness. I would imagine that the companies are probably in the works right now of making urethane balls that have 78 hardness. I guess my question to you and people in the chat room is um how much of a difference is a 78 HD going to make on ball performance than a 73 HD as a fan and somebody who doesn't really know what those numbers really mean, because I'm not like too much on yeah, that. We, we course, really have I, no idea. We don't No, We don't,
0: but so, I don't even uh, think, I don't even think the people making these rules have an idea about, what the impact of a 73 or 70 versus 78 is in terms of actual data on this one hooks X centimeters and this one hooks X centimeters at this angle. I don't think we have data like that. I haven't seen any if there, if that's out there. Um, so to me,
1: like, I've reached out to people that may know this answer, and I've been told that it's going to make a huge difference to 73, 78 Someone who is in the bowling industry, quote unquote, told me the pitch black at seventy eight HD will be a good spare ball. So I'm curious to see what the PBA is that. Now I've also
0: heard and some you know, people have told me that at one time the pitch black was already produced at that level, at uh, that hardness. Be, so you know, I, in fact, I like one one source mentioned to me that when Jesper won a lot of his, a lot of his titles with the pitch black, it was a harder pitch black. So I don't know. I, you know, I'm not, again, like even, even generally speaking or speaking about data, you know, there's no, there's no real answer on this to me. Right. There's no real answer that I'm aware of in terms of what the impact of all this is, but, uh, there, there could, there could be a lot of impact though. I I do agree with that. Um, Besides the performance of the ball, Rob, right? Besides how the actual ball is going to perform on the lane, and our assumption there is it's going to hook less, right? Of what course. are the other things that could be impacted by by this decision? Right. I'll throw one out there to start. You, you want to comment on it. I'm sure you're probably thinking along the same lines. Transition in lane play could be highly impacted by this rule change. You want sure. to speak on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you're going to have less soft balls going down the lane, right? And it's essentially going to not change the lanes the way they've probably been changing the last couple of years, right? And I saw someone had an interesting comment in the in our chat room, and I'd like to bring it up, but I, I don't know. I can't find it. Saying that actually EJ Tackett is going to be affected by this in, in a worse way. Because EJ actually benefited from the soft urethane balls going down the lane. I mean, it's an interesting point because here I am thinking EJ was the big winner in this all, right? Because, you know, he was with motive and they didn't really have uh, a pitch black or a purple hammer in their bag. And he learned how to, you know, beat everybody essentially with throwing, you know, hybrid motive, you know, tanks and throwing, you know, these motive balls um, when everyone else is throwing purple hammers and pitch blacks, right? Lane play, yes. Um, motive now, balls don't
0: motive balls don't hook that much anyway. So,
1: look, and they don't. But he's been throwing them great, and they look great. They've been well, having a great him, year do, on yeah. tour. They've been having a great year on tour. It will affect lane play now. For the scores being higher or lower, like I, I, I couldn't answer that. I don't really know how a rule change of five is going to affect the scores on the PBA tour. Right? Are the scores going to be higher? Are they going to be lower? Like, I don't know that. And I'm not going to comment on that because I really don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I, 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 agree with you. I totally agree with you. All right. So to me, transition could be impacted, right? Yes. That's another thing. There's a lot of good comments here. After, after we're done yeah. this part of the conversation, I want to go back and bring up some of these comments. Yeah. We got to bring up um, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, transition could be impacted how sure. these guys play the lane. If, 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 these urethane balls do not hook, okay, and 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 they don't work, quote mm-hmm. unquote, on the on the patterns as they stand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you start to see guys use more reactive earlier in blocks. Mm-hmm. They're going to break down a lot differently than they currently do, okay. Yeah. And I think I don't know, you know. This is just my my guess. You're gonna you're gonna see lofting the gutter again. You're gonna see. Right, you know, front of the ball return madness. You know, like Brian Valenta against Bill O'Neill, lofting it over, sliding on the left lane, bowling on the right lane. Okay, mm-hmm. to me, like that's what you're that that's what you're going to see. Um, so okay, transition can be impacted. Right? Transition. There's going to be a lot of impact. Okay? All right, what There's else? What
1: else? Lefties. The, the, Oh, lefties okay. lefties okay. are impacted okay and that's my loser right that's one of my losers is lefties um le- and, and look i'm not going to like talk about specific pros hmm. that are going to be impacted by this but i would say most if not 90 95% of the left-handed players will be impacted by this you i mean they already
0: look, they already have it somewhat tough
1: they already have it somewhat tough they're taking you know, some of their best balls out of their arsenal. Um, you know, the a lot of the players now are going to have to physically start making adjustments to what's going on in these lanes. Um, I mean, look, like, it, 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 this is lefties. To me, like, that's the biggest, one of the other impact here.
0: The ball manufacturers.
1: In a good well, because- way or a bad way? in a good way or a bad way because i can make both
0: points to good way and bad way here yeah i think there's positives and negatives but i don't think there's any debate that it's in, it's in some way impactful to them right now so they have to go and pr- produce a ball at a, at a at a greater hardness right and you have to because there's two different rules you kind of have to decide well are we only going to produce this ball for the tour or are we going to make this ball fully publicly available and if we make it fully publicly available are we going to are we going to do away with the one from before or are we going to continue to make that publicly available because that's still legal in many instances for people. So to me yeah there's a lot of impact there you know um I would I mean, say the, 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 the competitive balls. yeah yeah the compete the high level competitive uh bowler or amateur or regional player is probably impacted by this too. You know, I don't I don't I don't want to hear the crying from from the people that agree with Greg Tack, but I do I do think that Greg's point is an undeniable point. I mean, you know, clearly, you know, this is that you're going to have to go out and spend some more money. You know, I agree with you. I think that yeah, if you're bowling regionals it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um the the, the other the other thing that I wanted to discuss here before we get to some comments from people is this. They already put rules in place going into this year, right? About the uh, about urethane balls having to be manufactured after a certain date, right? And we still saw the purple hammer win. Okay, you saw it win multiple times on tour, and you saw it in the finals a lot, right? So, um, my 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 question becomes: Is is there any chance that this doesn't change much? You know, I had I had one person in the know, argue with me and say, well, those purple hammers that they were using, even the new ones, because they were getting softer over time, after they used them in a few events, now they were soft enough, they performed better, and those people bowled better, right? But my counter to that was, well, I, I understand that could be the case, but I don't think it's out of out of complete context to say that players drill new balls all the time. So who's to say that a, that a Packy Hanrahan or a Kevin Williams or a Matt Russo or whoever, whoever you want to name, right? Who's to say that when those guys made made runs on TV, made deep runs in tournaments, who's to say that they weren't throwing a brand new purple hammer that was just freshly drilled? You know, so I don't know. There's so there's so much gray area here to me. But my my question remains this, Rob. Is there a chance that even with this rule? You're still going to see the purple hammer dominate. I mean,
1: are are, is, are the companies going to remake the purple hammer at seventy eight?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, again, is it going to be a tour only ball, or is it, or is it going to be something that they make generally av- available to the public? I can I picture mean, it just being a tour only ball. You know, you put a different you you put a different uh, marking on there. You put a different pin on there, right? But you know, again, the bowl the general public in bowling is so convinced that that you need all these bowling balls and the bowling balls are so important. And again, I'll say it again for the second time on this particular episode: you should only be jill- drilling gems. And yes, the purple hammer is one of those. But if you're not bowling competitively on sport patterns, you don't really need the purple hammer. But if it, well, what would I'm happen is girl, they would put a different version of it out with a different colored pin. And you'll have people lined up the pro shop door, okay? But you'll have people lined up the pro perform, shop door to get it. But will it perform
1: the same? Like, will it perform I don't the know. performance of I, the ball?
0: People are saying no. People are saying no. So then the answer is yeah. no. The
1: answer is no. But, it but won't.
0: we also, again, there's been changes in the past where we're supposed to be like, well, this is going to affect the performance. And it turned out that it didn't. So, So what if the same happens here where – they raise this and they're throwing the harder balls and they just put more surface on them. No, they see, just put more surface but, on them and, and and they work just as good. But the Purple Hammer,
1: um, you know, we didn't know because it was going from being produced in Hopkinsville to now going to be produced in Mexico, in Brunswick, right? So that was the big question behind the Purple Hammer. Like, will it be the same? Because the one in Hopkinsville was amazing. I had one. I have a blank one still in my house. And to me, it's like, okay, yes, they did. Whatever they did in Mexico was definitely as good as they did in Hopkinsville. The ones in Mexico actually hooked more than the ones in, in, in Kentucky. Now, whole different ball game when you have to raise the the hardness of the, of it five points, right? And like I said at the beginning of the show, I don't know if that's going to make a difference between the ball's performance. A lot of people who are in the bowling know or in the industry say it will. I tend to believe it. Because they know a lot of that stuff. I don't.
0: I guess yeah, a, a lot re- of the a lot of the people that are saying that are the ones who want to see it banned
1: anyway. Right. Well, that's a whole we'll talk a whole nother. That's a whole nother, fucking, you know, there's a whole Cha-cha-cha. lot of stories.
0: Cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. That's what I that's what I feel like this whole week has been. I do. I feel like in, in all bowling social media, it's been certain people like, hey, hey, do you hear the news? Do you hear it's the like, news? And celebrate good times. Come on, Come on Purple Hammer, go! Yeah. <laughs> Yo, know, you know, hey. and, and then, other people are just you know, the other side is just oh, well, you know, face, you know, oh, right? well,
1: you know, I could drill this, and oh, we'll be okay. Like,
0: <laughs> oh my like, goodness! All right, so
1: it's, a, it's, it's well, a patch pirate war going on out there, right? There's a lot of walking the planks, matey. there are a lot, a lot of stuff going on out on the on social media too. So here let's let's
0: get let's go to some comments right. Let's okay. go to some comments here. Lumberflexual, the burner, one of my favorite burners. What's up, Dude, lumber? Great,
1: lumber's uh, about
0: Prediction: Purple Hammer comes back at new compliance hardness and still dominates. <laughs> from what? From what? See, but this is interesting to me because I want to. I'll make a point after this. From watching the last couple years of the PBA through a few times, I would point to pin carry more than hook. Okay, I don't know how much I agree with that, but let's say that the purple hammer does come back at the new hardness compliance and it does dominate do you want to know what's going to happen Rob they're gonna find another reason they're gonna find another reason to change the rule again oh wait wait to wait, wait, wait. So this ball and so ban wait this so ball. what
1: you're saying so what you're saying yeah. is there is a conspiracy going on behind no, the I'm scenes. not gonna, use that, I'm not gonna use that word a witch hunt a witch
0: hunt a witch hunt I'm going to say strong feelings. Okay, strong feelings. There that are the purpose- strong feelings.
1: Okay, I emphasize the
0: word strong purposefully. So, there, okay? so
1: your speculation, or do you know for sure that there was some kind of like coup d'état
0: to get rid of no the, um, the purple hammer? No, not at all. Not okay. at all. But but it's but I don't. At the same time, I don't think it's any secret to anyone out there that. If you are not on Brunswick staff, you're really not a fan of the Purple Hammer, and you probably think it's a cheater ball, and you probably think it should be banned, and you're probably not real happy about the rise of urethane in the game in general, etc., etc., etc. Right?
1: Let me let me squash a little bit of the rumor here, okay? Because there's been a lot of rumors going on that you know the Players Committee had a big influence in pressing the PBA for this new harness rule. Okay. And the reason that there's a rumor or conspiracies around this is the fact that I believe that there's 10 to 11 players on the PBA players committee and like eight or nine or, or, or some of the like majority are storm staffers. Okay. And there's been conspiracies and rumors that these like eight or nine players on the PBA players committee, all ganged up and they went to the PBA and they like pressed them to make this new rule because they wanted to see the purple hammer eliminated. I reached out to one of those players on the PBA players committee. Okay. I'm not going to say who it was off the record. And I asked if there was any of that going on. Okay. And the answer was a hard no that they don't even have any like say in like what the PBA rules do when it comes to like the technical aspects of it. I believe that. I don't believe that there was some conspiracy between the players committee to all sit at a round table and press the PBA. Right. I don't I don't believe that um, I thought about it could be true. And then after I reached out to my contact, they were just like, no, that's not that's not the case. So, all right. I was like, I, 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 I understand that. So I just wanted to put that out there that I know there's that rumor and conspiracy going around, but it's it's kind of like was shut down, so
0: yeah at the same time though if you accept if you expect me to sit here and believe that a company like like storm doesn't have any number one doesn't have uh, you know a stake in the game of their feelings on this ball, generally speaking, okay, and number two doesn't have influence I mean come on. You know, clearly that's that's just not believable now. Yeah, but Brunson also big influence too. Exactly, exactly. And am I am I implying that there's something to that? No, but but I think that the the reason that I say that is because I think that even the the constant chorus from those players consistently and and you know just just constantly discussing that issue. And at times, coming out publicly and, and discussing the issue in, in ways that you know levy fines, et cetera, um, that can have an impact. That can have an impact in and of itself, right? And and you know when you have a chorus of, of people that are uh, consistently putting the same message out there, you know you 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 put pressure on those in power to do something about it, right? I don't I don't think that that's shocking to anybody so uh there there's definitely a lot of layers to this issue all right more more comments here, but I believe rob that if the if the if the purple hammer comes back at the new hardness rule and continues to be a constant factor in in people's performances uh then this issue isn't over.
1: Well, let me ask you though on that um if the urethane comes back at seventy eight hardness and it's all of a sudden. Not good. The performance of these balls are not good. Is that how much of a bigger impact does that make on the PBA tour? If the urethane bowls balls can't be thrown at 78 to, to, to a domination level of that, what they've been throwing it right now,
0: big impact, but the top players are still going to be the top players. Will they? Yeah, I believe so. You do. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you, so you believe that DJ, the- Belmo and Simon will still be okay. the top three players next year. You
1: get the right side. Forget the right side. I'm I'm going to get a little bit deep here. Will the lefty top performers still be top performers? Maybe not. Okay. I'm interested. To me, that's the most interesting part of it. If the urethane isn't the way it is now and it's not performing how it is, will the top performing lefties on tour still be there next year at that level? That's what maybe not, but I also up.
0: I also think that it will be a test of how, how good are they, you know, how versatile are they? Can they figure it out? You know, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of knowledge behind guys at that level, and it doesn't surprise me when they figure it out. All right, other comments. Loft we'll the gutter caps back in play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My favorite.
1: Oh, Here's a great comment
0: from Lou. Lou, what's up? Good luck at the regional this weekend. I want to know why these discussions don't talk about the cores in these balls. Urethane balls in the '80s had super high RG cores with little to no flare. You can't tell me that this purple hammer cover wrapped around a 1988 Fayball hammer core would be an issue if it got softer. It's an interesting. It's an interesting point. You know, is is there more to the dynamics of the ball than just the 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 softness or the cover of the ball? Of course yeah. it is,
1: um, but I look. This is a whole nother side of the of the of the industry that I'm not an expert at by any means. When it comes to like the technical side of it, uh, I can say that the cover does, I mean, have more influence than the core does. I mean, just look at a plastic ball compared to a high performance. You could put a plastic cover on a on a high performance core, and you know the ball is going to be a spare ball, right? So, fair the point. Cover's Covers do have a lot of more influence than the cores do, but yeah, the cores have an influence. I mean, they wouldn't be marketing the new core, you know, that they just put in a bowling ball. If it didn't have any influence, but the covers for for me always have a greater influence in the ball's performance.
0: Great Uh, comment from Nico. Great, great, great comment from Nico. Great comment from Nico, especially in the his comment is I think they need to put more oil on the lane. So that does so so you know that would impact this issue differently. Those are my my words, not his. Has
1: nothing to do with the oil. It doesn't.
0: Oh oh. Let me here, bro. Let
1: let, let, let me finish. The lane surface has a lot to do with why there's so much lofting going on. Why there's so much urethane getting put on the lanes, right? There there's the most bowling alleys. Have very old lane surfaces, Mike, and the lane surfaces are are just beat up. Regardless of what you put on the lane, unless you're putting like 50 mils, right, and you're really, really flooding them, the lane surface is always gonna the the the, the conditions are always gonna kind of tend back to what the lane surfaces are doing. They can't battle the lane surface, and you, you then you you have to essentially ask every bowling center Bolero, right? to start putting new lane surfaces in, right? Shit, they can't even put in faucets in their sink and, and doorknobs on their bathroom doors, and you're going to ask them to start putting in new lane surfaces in all their bowling centers? That'll be the last thing they do. Shit, there'll have to be a hole in the middle of the lane where the ball falling through the the the, 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 the lane in order for them to change lane surfaces.
0: I, I mean, okay, so, so answer me this then. So are you saying that it's impossible to put out a condition that that makes it that makes it uh, tough to to use urethane. Come on, look, urethane is yeah, gonna that's if, nonsense, if, Rob. In today's Stop. game, you're gonna find a way to use the urethane
1: because the lane surfaces suck, Mike. They suck. There there isn't a good lane surface out there right now in Bolero. They're throw. Uh, the new lane surfaces are what the really what needs to happen in order for them to be able to actually maintain the integrity of the pattern. These patterns are keep reverting back to its old, like self on on the the lane, old lane surfaces, you know, and I've talked to numerous pros about it and it's a lot of the same, you know, same thing. It's like, man, these lane surfaces are just old and, you know, uh, they're, they're trying to put out these patterns, but the lane surfaces just kind of tend to the, the fronts tend to hook. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. Look, I could be wrong here, but I've, I've talked to a lot of people about that. I'd be curious to see what people say in the chats about it. Um,
0: Give Greg Tack the keys to the oil machine, and I guarantee you he can come up with something that, that they won't be able to use urethane. So, look, you I'm know? getting I'm getting trumped already
1: in the chat by uh,
0: – That's Mr. what I'm Kyle saying. Spook, just, right? it, it's, it's unbelievable to me. I mean, I go out and bowl on stuff that I say, there's no way somebody could use urethane on this. I don't care. Let's, I'm going to read
1: his comment. Your final lane services are quite new and definitely not super early fronts. Only your used. So then are we talking more of, a, of the pattern integrity, right? So is it going to be more – should the PBA start messing around or start – I mean, look, we've had this yeah. conversation. Yeah, yes.
0: Like, yes. The answer creative. to that is yes. Get more creative. Challenge the players in different ways. What, like, are we surprised that they're doing the same thing when you're putting out the same thing? Over and over again, year after year. I mean, come on, challenge the players. Come up with different ideas of what's out on the lane that that dictate what you can and can't do in these instances. Do you know I mean, who to me? Um Kyle, I hope point, the house is going good, man. Hope the house is going yo, well. Yo,
1: congrats, congrats on your uh, on your on your win, by the way. we'll talk about that later in the show. Yeah, no um, doubt. Uh but man, like so to me, like another big winner in all of this. Mike, and you know, I was going there with the biggest winner, the fans, Mike, the fans were the biggest winner of this PBA rule. When I saw this PBA rule going into effect, I was just like, hey, we're not to see Urethane so much anymore on the shows, because guess what, Mike, Urethane is boring. It's boring. As a fan, Urethane is like, oh God, I don't want to watch anymore. It's boring. Put in some high-performance balls in Kyle Choup's hand. Yo, watch these messengers get thrown around until string pins get put in. I'm ready for some new high-performance bowling balls on the shows, Mike. I'm ready for it. Might be yo, plus 135, we got him, Choup. Let's go. Let's fucking go on that. Uh,
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if Kyle's still here or not. Sorry, Kyle. I didn't bet on you. I bet on Chris Prather. I had him early though. I took him early. I took him to win his group and I took him to win the overall. Dude,
1: me and my brother my brother was here with me, dude. We were like, wait, Kyle's plus one thirty five? We were like throwing we for were what? throwing for, all in. for to the final Kraythor, match. just to beat Kraythor. be Prather.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah, so we were throwing in money I, didn't, right? I didn't take that. I didn't I oh. did not have money on that. I had Prather to win overall and Prather to uh, win his group.
1: Yeah. So anyway, we'll talk more about it later, but Mike. The fans. What do you think of my take here with the fans being the big winners of the whole rule?
0: I uh, that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. I can't. Is wait it going to go- see- it gonna shock me if if we get a show next year or especially an early show where there's three out of five guys throwing your thing? Oh, no, it's God. not going to shock me at all. It's oh, not going to shock me at all because again, if you keep putting the same. Type, you know, general range of patterns out. Okay. These guys are good enough and smart enough and have enough knowledge behind them that they're going to find a way to make what they have work and be able to do what they want to do. You know, and at times what they do is probably going to match up and work. Might not be all that often, but you have numerous guys in the field who are playing them that way. So, again, not going to surprise me if that's what we see even coming out of the gate early next year. I won't believe it until I see it. That's what I'm saying. I will not believe that there's going to be that impactful of it. Now, I'm talking about for the tour. For somebody, for a hack like me, for a for a hack like me, yeah, this ball is probably not going to hook at all. It's probably going to be terrible. I probably won't even buy one or drill one up. Well, you don't need to. I know there's no reason to. for me to. So, like now,
1: okay. So here's my next question because I know there's some people out there who who are asking this. Right? I already know the answer, but I wanted to bring this up. Is USBC next to go on the seventy-eight HD rule change, Mike?
0: Across the board? Across the or, board? No, no chance. In certain instances, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if the U.S. Open and Masters are impacted by this too. You and think perhaps, that they
1: could do that? Do you have the do, national do. I do. I do. You and perhaps
0: USBCs? Yes, I opens. think could be. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Same thing with Junior Gold, I think could be, you know. But I don't I think why, a lot of that so, remains to be seen.
1: I guess my question then would be is if that happens and the USBC kind of take the PBA's lead here, why how could the what the USBC, that's the national governing body, Mike. The, this is the organization that's supposed to be creating these rules, not the PBA. The PBA is not supposed to be creating these rules. How could the USBC like make those changes when they weren't even the ones to come up with the rule, like come up with the rule. Like don't you think that's kind of admitting defeat in a, in a weird way if they were to kind of follow the PBA's lead on those, in, on the rule change?
0: No, if they do it in certain instances, no, because I think that um, they, they can use the reasoning of uh, you know, once you get to an elite level competition, you know, this new, this rule has to be implemented to, uh, make sure that the competition is fair in terms of the equipment that the competitors are using. You know,
1: you yeah, see, I don't think they'll ever, I don't think they'll change it. I don't think at all. Right. I could see them sitting back and saying, well, first off the PBA creating the national, Oh, yeah. Lumber flexual. the USBC will make an announcement halfway through the U S open. Right. Wouldn't, it, that wouldn't surprise me these days. Um, but like my thing is, is like I don't think they'll ever because there's definitely an ego there, and to me it's like if you're making that change with the PBA when they created their rules committee, you're essentially admitting that you tested the balls and you couldn't come up with a a, a rules. So now we're admitting defeat, and we're just going to use what the PBA's rule is because. Yeah, I don't view do it, it that out. way.
0: I just view this as the PBA saying we're going to have a higher standard for what's legal and what's not. You know, and I think I yep. think that the USBC can say, okay, well, in certain instances, we're gonna we're gonna adopt that standard because uh, PBA players are involved in these events, right? So, okay. all right, we'll see what um, we will we will see what happens. I mean, here's the one thing I know: the Your thing conversation is, is going to continue. It's not okay, going to be done so when I- the PBA season comes back around in January. One of the things we're going to be talking about that's going to be on our list is all. Oh, what's the impact of the new urethane rule going to be at all? What are we going to see? So I'm not excited about that.
1: So there's a couple other winners here I want to mention, honorable mention for my winners here, okay? I have EJ Tackett as being a winner in this situation, okay? He's the best in the world. He's going to find a way to make it work. Nothing changes for him other than maybe the lane play transitions might be Yeah, I was going to
0: say. It doesn't matter. I don't know about that. Mike, but – To me, you're right, though. He's amazing. He's not, it,
1: it ain't gonna matter, right? The ultimate winner in this whole situation that we haven't talked about is Sean Rash. Okay, Sean Rash is the biggest winner out of this whole situation. He was the first person to say it and to openly take criticism about it. He took a bunch of shit on the internet, Twitter, Facebook. Crybaby, all kinds of shit. Integrity, you have no idea what you're talking about. All kinds of shit. Fast forward years later, after he said it, all this crap goes down, right? The legal, and then softness, and then the black curtain, and now the PBA actually, you know, increases the hardness when Rash has been saying it for years, right? So, in my opinion, Rash is the big winner here. He should just say, "I told you so," and a huge, huge huge post on Twitter telling everybody I told you so, okay?
0: Um, All right, can I play devil's advocate with you on that one? yeah. And, you know, much love to Sean Rash. But, like, what is he right about? He was right that
1: these balls, these urethane balls that they were throwing weren't right. There was something wrong with them. He said it, integrity, right? He knew something was not
0: right, essentially calling them cheater balls. And now that he is. So you think that the information that that is currently presented rises to the point of there actually being an integrity issue?
1: I, I think he was on to something. Now, he obviously wasn't testing the bowling balls, right? From a player's perspective and bowling against it as many as how much he's bowled against it, he knew something was wrong. And he was right. There was something wrong.
0: In my I opinion, don't know. I think I think that his his comments were were much stronger than that. Just to say that something's not right, and I'm not sure that that his his viewpoint has been completely uh, you know justified by by the current information that we have.
1: Here's a great comment because there's a lot of bigger story to this. Russell Yap, good to see you, bro. Hope all's well. Uh, he was still on Brunswick. You think his stance would be different? Ah, uh, the answer is ah uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal, right? You can't really. There. You, okay, I'm trying to say this in, in 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 a way that doesn't like make everybody angry. Okay. To this day and age, the content that gets put out on social media by bowling creators putting out content, uh, most everybody has some kind of agenda relationship with bowling ball companies staff contract you know family history right with ball companies there's a lot of agenda going on and there's a lot of bias right towards bowling ball companies it's tough these days to figure out if the people that are what they're doing on their content on their on their YouTubes on their Facebooks on their social media is actually being like True and legit, or if they're just pushing a, a new bowling ball. If they're just, you know, trying to sell a ball. If they're, you know, you know, team whatever. They, you know, and, and, and they're throwing comments out like, oh well, Sean Rash is a crybaby. Oh, because he's on Storm staff, so you know he's gonna call Sean Rash. Oh, I'm sorry, he's on Brunswick staff, so he's gonna call Sean Rash is a crybaby. Like, there's just a lot of agenda going on in the bowling world, right? And to me. When a a rule goes into place like this, Mike, that has to do with a bowling ball and a bowling ball company, you really don't know who to believe
0: and you don't know who's saying what for certain reasons. Well, in Rash's case, to Rash's credit, I mean, I think he's been pretty clear that he wants all Urethane banned. He doesn't care what he just doesn't like Urethane in general in in the game. So I, I respect that position. He doesn't right. like your thing. Yeah, but, but again, like in, in terms of like, is there an integrity issue here? I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that like he can stick his flag in the ground and say, yep, I was absolutely 100% absolutely. undeniably right on that one. You know, we'll, right. we'll, we'll disagree on that now. Let me say if these new balls come out at this hard, you know, harder measurement. Okay. And there's a drastic, drastic impact in how they perform to the point that guys who were bowling successfully with with these older balls are nowhere to be seen. Okay. Then I will be prepared to say that okay. yes, he can plant his flag in the ground so it's to be so it's to be determined essentially, right? Absolutely. Like, There's a lot still to be determined here. It is. So I wanna and I want to answer this me. comment from Joey Crisson. Uh I hope I said your name right. What's up, Joey? I don't recognize your name. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Neil Stremmel posted the data. Yes, they knew they were soft. Yes, I, I, I understand that, Joey. I get that, and I, I read the article and I saw the post with the data. Uh, I've looked at the USBC data as well. Um, that's not really my point. My point is more so: what is the what is the measurable impact of that softness? You feel me on that? That that's that's the the the, the question that I would like an answer to. What is the measurable impact of that ball being softer? What does it equal? Does it equal two board, two more boards hook, a quarter board more hook, more angle for carry? Somebody mentioned earlier. I, I don't know. I, I, and I'm not sure that there that there is a lot of data out there on that. Right? So, so you want to talk about somebody who knows. That, this Chuck, shit? What's up, man?
1: You want someone who knows someone who knows something a little bit about bowling? Uh, Chuck Gardner. Uh, what's up, man? Good to see. You. If it's the the right Chuck Gardner that I'm thinking about, right? The 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 bull rep for for you know twenty some years, probably more than not. Uh, this will all be the, decided by what pattern they use, a hundred percent. Hey, I'm gonna throw in lane surface too, cause I'm gonna die in that hill, Mike. Um, you know, so Chuck, look. We,
0: I don't know if you were here earlier. We were just having that conversation, and I, Rob was saying he doesn't think it's so much the lane patterns. And no matter what they put out there, you would probably see your thing. And to me, I was saying, no, I think that the fact that they constantly use uh, lane patterns that are, are the same year to year and fall into this this these parameters, these general parameters, is really more of a problem. If they would just start putting out, uh, you know, a, a wider variety of patterns, you, you might you might solve this issue without worrying about any kind of bowling balls or softness or any of this stuff. So, uh, all right. Are, are we are we done with this conversation, Rob? I mean, we, we can talk
1: probably for more for hours trying to get to like all the in, the impact of, of this rule change. But yeah, I mean, I'm good. Look, right now, just like when they first started banning, like when they first started banning or the hardness and all that, it was all TBD, right, to be determined. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the tour plays out next year. Uh, TV shows, lefties, two handers.
0: Um, Joey, I saw. I, Ron, he says uh, Ron Hicklin's video where he chemically softens purple. It's interesting, and while not scientifically valid, it is a big difference. I saw. I saw that video, Joe, and and I'll be honest. I, I even though I saw the video, I find I found it hard to even see myself what the actual measurable impact of that was. Right. So, I don't know. I think. I think it still remains to be seen. Uh, Chuck chiming in and saying all the urethane balls are affected by this rule, uh, since the rule was 75. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Dave chiming in hammer, hammer made the perfect ball and everyone else couldn't duplicate it. Chick-fil-a makes the best sandwich and McDonald's tried and failed. Should they ban Chick-fil-a? I don't know, Dave. What are you trying to say there? I I love, I love McDonald's and Chick-fil-a. Chick-fil-a is always no. too crowded though
1: popeye has got,
0: at the, at the oh,
1: Pop, Pop, got, got a good chicken sandwich. No, has got
0: a good chicken sandwich. KFC is a good chicken sandwich too. And honestly, um, I think I think Popeyes or KFC chicken sandwich is actually better than Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A sandwich oh, is a little plain for me.
1: It's a little say plain, see. I won't say
0: KFC. Um all right, Mike. Uh oh. well, I'm
1: sure this will be the not um the not the last time we talk urethane. I'm Great. sure there will be more I'm Great. sure we'll be talking about this till the 2024 season. Great. I know the fans won't let it go. Um it's going to be the topic here um and fyi for the people that are listening out there this and you're not bowling a national tour you're not even bowling a regional tour this ain't influencing you you could still use your same old equipment you could still use your purple hammer that you have in your bag this ain't gonna influence what you're doing and and what balls you're drilling um this is you know strictly national pba tour right now um and i think some other uh is that regional, Mike? Did they say was that a regional rule they're making? Yeah. So the regionals too, they can't they can't throw it at a regionals?
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Mike, there was some bowling this weekend. Uh some that I, I couldn't stand. I felt it was that was hours
0: of bowling. There was there was hours of bowling this weekend, bro. Man, talk about the worst possible shows oh my on goodness. Saturday.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this first off. I'm not reviewing the Saturday shows, okay? Because I shut it off mid mid game. I shut it off. I've turned on the Yankee game, and I'm a fucking Mets fan. Um, qualifying and seeding rounds and seeding games should never be allowed on TV. Mike, I agree, bro. It was the most boring, go through the motions shit that I've ever watched as a fan watching television right they uh, bowling on television they could have easily used that time so much better and we've beat this oh. dead horse on numerous shows right
0: isn't it isn't it isn't it uh, isn't it interesting like how many times they do this isn't it like noticeable how many hours of content the PBA puts on TV that is just is just uh.
1: Uh, I I just don't understand like why they couldn't use that TV time to make match play
0: Sunday shows <laughs> uh, no uh, Russell no, you have twenty four no, man step no, ladder no, I know. please
1: for the love of God um <laughs> look I want legit meaningful matches
0: okay <laughs> Ryback in the chat says it was perfect to take a nap put you Ugh. to sleep I can't I can't say I disagree there bro
1: okay meaningful matches. That's what I want on television. No 24-man stepladder. I want best of three, best of two. I don't care what it is. Bracket matches, right? If you win, you go home. Or if you win, you stay, you lose, you go home. That's the matches that I want to see on television. I don't want to see 24-man stepladders where the 22nd seed bowls, the 21st seed, and it doesn't really matter because none of them are winning. But if you put bracket style competition, and you use all the television time to show these matches, on top of that, you could throw bets in each match, because Sunday's that's,
0: matches were great, Mike. That's Sundays where I ma- want to go.
1: No, but Sunday's matches
0: a, were great. It was a great for, show Sunday. Forget about the entertainment factor of how they get oh, here. It. We go and on the bang. fact and the fact that it sucked. Okay, yeah, the fact terrible. that even even your hardcore bowling fans would struggle to get through what they put on TV on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Now I agree with you, obviously that another format would have been better. Right. But where the real lost opportunity was here, Rob, is that this was an event that was, that was chef's kiss perfectly made to promote betting. You know what the problem is
1: with though? I don't want to talk too much about betting right now. Oh, stop. I'll tell you why, because there's only a few States that are allowed to bet. Mike, do you know how many states in the chat and the people watching in the, throughout the country can't bet right now? And I forget that sometimes okay. because I'm in Arizona, and I can bet, and you're in New Jersey, and you can bet. We just happen to be living in probably the two greatest betting states in the, in the country other than Las Vegas. But, like, people yeah, – But, hold, but I, hold on.
0: Hold on. People that bet have ways to bet.
1: Oh, well, you bet through – you okay. have to know someone in
0: Arizona and know someone in Jersey. Or but, or you have your local guy. You, do, you know, bookies look. are still out there doing that business. I mean, I know a lot oh, of yeah. guys that even though betting's legal, they still go through their bookie because they appreciate that relationship. So so here's my point on that. If if bowling would promote it, okay, if bowling would promote it and promote the outlets through which you could do it, it would spread. It would sp- if, if, if the PBA said, okay, Angel of the Wings Casino is offering betting, here's their odds, uh bet rivers is offering betting in these states here's their odds it's open to anybody else if you want to put odds out if you want to give your people the option of action on bowling it's there it would start to spread then if you had it at some of these major sports books a local guy who doesn't have betting but who really likes to bet and has a connection with whoever can go to their guy and say hey look here's these odds from these major sports book they're offering this on DraftKings. will you give me the same thing and yeah, they but can either tell them yes or no.
1: But your state still—you still have to be legally allowed to bet in your state. Like Florida, you can't bet at all, right? And I imagine eventually that's going to change. I—I would probably predict in the next five to ten years, every state or most states, right, are going to be—you're going to be allowed to bet, right, through apps and whatnot. But that's the reason why, like, bowling is still—you know—I just want to watch match play for the competition, for you know the the drama, right? For um. You know, look, like, just get rid of the, please, for the love of God, just get rid of the seating, hours of long shows that Man, what nobody a, really cares about. What a missed Let's
0: opportunity just... to set it up for betting, promoting betting. Never. Here we have this guy versus this guy. We're going to do a short round robin of matches, right? Something like that. I mean, just something creative. Like you said, a best best two out of three. You know, bet on each game and bet on the overall winner. I mean – just, just so many opportunities. So many opportunities that would missed. Really, really boring show on Saturday. But then they oh, came back Sunday.
1: Out. Why did they need a seating round, Mike? Mm. They were already seated. I mean, it's a fair point, right? Like the number know, eight seed should have been stats, in the
0: seat. You take the stats from two years, right? You think that I that would be them. meaningful enough, more meaningful than a three-game series. right Right, to be able to say who should be where in the stepladder yeah i hear you that's that's the common theme with a lot of these shows uh so they come back sunday though Robin. the shows the shows are really good they're really really good i had a blast
1: watching them you know um it was just one of those type of shows where you know you had belmonte and uh missing spares right some drama there right which was weird uh you don't see that a lot um I'm, I'm just trying to remember a lot of like if you want to go do you have the matches in front of you i mean we can go through it but
0: i, mean, I don't we, and i don't i don't think there's a need there was so much bowling, i match. don't think there's a need to go through each one um i i agree i agree with uh robert hamilton in the chat here the best the best match uh was belmo prather uh throughout throughout the event uh, you know there, there were some issues with the approaches there in that match um so, to me, that was that was a good match. Nico bringing up the, the fact that uh, EJ kind of gave it away against Kyle Troop to a degree. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, it's not the first time we've seen EJ do that, you know, but I, I'm, I'm going to give him a pass because of the season he had. Uh, you know, I also felt nice like season. Kyle was kind of bowling to make his season. And I know he didn't have a terrible season but I certainly think he would say he didn't have a season that was up to his standards, especially as of late. And yeah, I kind of felt like he was, he was, he wanted it more. If, if that makes sense. You know, he was out there bowling. Like this is, this is it. This is my, my final opportunity to really, uh, to, 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 to make a footprint on this season in some way. Right. And, well, you, and shout to to him, he was this? able to do that. Do you,
1: I didn't even see this. I didn't so, notice it. Three, bet one. Writes in the chat: Prather didn't congratulate Belmo after 300. Did you notice that? Um, somebody else mentioned that in the chat. I don't know if it was three bet one mentioning it again. Um, I mean,
0: could it have been that
1: he that he that the camera just didn't catch it? Uh, I think Prather might have just been pissed about the approaches. He he seemed he was having a, kind of like a simo type moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just kind of let it. He let it bother him. He simmered and he still had a bowl a two frame roll off. Which was like for me, like he got really upset. He got pissed about it and it kind of. Um, and he ended up winning in the two frame roll off. And I didn't think he was going to, to be honest with you, because he was pissed. Um, but I think Belmo kind of gave it to him a little bit. Um, and Prater didn't have a great reaction, to be honest with you. Um, he was throwing another-
0: urethane, which to me was shocking because you usually don't see him do that. And he was using it uh, very well. He was, but. I didn't think he had a great reaction. I thought he
1: like pieced together that win against Belmo if that makes any sense. He was spilling buckets, tripping four pins.
0: I mean, he wasn't like really He started to loft it over the front of the lane.
1: Yeah, he didn't look a like he bit. was ever He didn't look like he was ever comfortable,
0: right? In the was, very beginning of the game, I felt like he was. In the very beginning I, of the game. I don't think he was ever really that comfortable, and that's why when But once it drunk, started to transition a little bit, that's when got, I felt like he, he got uncomfortable comfort. and he was just he, you know, we've all been there if you've yeah, competitively know. where like you're just trying to piece it together. You're just trying to make that make that perfect shot, that right shot, put the touch on it that you need to make it, it do was. what it needs to do to strike. You know, and he was, he was able to survive.
1: But the funny thing is, is when we were – I was driving and I was like, yo, when those odds come in for the Troop Prather match, let me know. Because if those odds are favoring Troop, we're going to throw a ton of money at Troop because I knew the reaction Troop had compared right. to Prather had. Right, and I was just like, "Dude, like, so when the the odds came in at plus one thirty five, I I texted my. Friend. I was like, "Yo, like that that is unbelievable. How those odds came in as pray as 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 troop an underdog. To me, troop had a ton of a better reaction with his pitch black than pray. Yeah, it was did. pretty obvious,
0: pretty obvious that whoever's making the odds isn't isn't paying attention to reaction. Right about they what's just going Prather on. Belmo. Yeah, well, all they I saw had,
1: was Prayther beat Belmo, right? And that's why the odds came in as, as yeah an underdog.
0: Yeah, you know? probably. I I um I had already turned twenty into one eighty with with uh, with Prayther beating Belmo. Right. Oh,
1: you you bet you you bet on Prayther.
0: Yeah, to win the group. Yeah, I turned oh, twenty into one eighty on that. Mm, nice. He was like nine to one, or yeah, nice. just above nine to one. So, yeah. um. I had another 20 on Prather to win the whole thing. And that was 20, I think, to win 220 or 260. It was, it was a decent amount. And I watched the the matches previous, and even going into that match, I was like, Prather has very little chance of winning this match against Troop. I mean, Troop's, Troop's look was just undeniable. It was undeniable. And his level of focus was there, and he was into it. And you could tell he wanted to win, and uh, you know it, it was it was nice to see him perform that way again. It was it, it's been a while since we've seen that version of Kyle Troop on TV, but yeah, it spelled it spelled danger for Chris Brather for sure. And even even though I had that bet, I, I was pretty sure I wasn't cashing that ticket.
1: So people are actually against the throw, man. Nico in the chat, uh, he 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 wants to cut his. He wants to cut his hair short permanently. Uh, man, well, he did um, cut
0: man. his hair short. I mean, if you saw it on the show, it was very, very short.
1: Yeah, but that was he was wet, right? When it's dry, it's more poofy. Perhaps. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he won with it being not poofy, so maybe he stays with that until he feels like he needs to change it up. You know, bowlers are very superstitious, so um, no doubt. Anyway, yeah. Um, shouts to Troop now. Ten titles, Mike. He's Hall of Fame eligible. Um. You know, that's a hard tournament to win just because of, to me, the points. Like, that's always a harder tournament, just in the fact where you have to be in the top eight in points. Um, yeah, you got to bowl so, good for
0: two seasons.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway. But really good uh, for know,
0: one. Anyway.
1: Like seeing bowling on TV on Sunday. Would like to see the PBA come up with, you know, something better for Saturday shows next year. Get this rid of is, the seating rounds, please, for the love of God.
0: This is the time of the year. Where bowling should be dominating the sports TV landscape.
1: Yeah. Oh, th- there's nothing, there's no sports on right now. It's the worst okay. time of the year for sports.
0: This is it, man. This is it. Like, we got the schedule wrong, bro. We're starting in January, going up against NFL playoffs, going up against the Super Bowl for the first few months. Who, That's who, the who the hell is going to pay any attention to bowling while NFL is going on, right? This should be the time of the year where bowling – I mean, if there, if CBS Sports Network is willing to give bowling, what, two, four, six, eight, like 10 hours of programming this weekend, okay? I mean, why are we not taking advantage of that on a regular basis? You bowling know?
1: should be on every week at – Mike, bowling should be on every week at the same time. I Mike, agree. You know, like Monday Night Football. And, and
0: It should be during this time of the year.
1: During this time of the year, from literally from, you know, the uh, the end of June, the middle of June, till probably uh, the opening day of NFL, right, August or September, right? I mean, September, I, I, September.
0: I, I don't, I, I'd go, you know, maybe you end the season with the NFL starting out. I'd like to see – I mean, we talked about this before. We did a whole episode on it or a whole segment on it. I would like to see from the end of the NFL season until September, you know, squeeze it all into that time frame. You know, I'll take my shot against against uh, the NBA. I'll take my shot against baseball, you know, hockey. I'll take my shot against all that. I'll probably do some of the less important tournaments in that time of the year. But to me, right now, hockey's over, basketball's over, baseball's the only thing going on, football's two months from starting. This is when we should be having our, our max lineup of bowling events. Here's the best we got. Here's the best we got. Every week, best of the best, best conditions, best tournaments, biggest prize funds, etc. Something et cetera. else too to
1: talk about too, the, like the tra- traveling during this time of year is a thousand times better for the pros, right? Instead of going to Indianapolis in in, in January, like why not you know have s- stops in the Midwest during the summer, right? Um, traveling for the pros is so much easier. The weather is usually nicer this time of year, obviously. Uh, other than maybe like thunderstorms and in and, and hurricanes and whatnot. But like, yes, like it's also a lot better for the pros themselves traveling.
0: Nico saying that during the summer, Fox does soccer and baseball, try to free up weekend. Come on. I'm not saying it has to be the weekend. I'm not saying it has to be the weekend. And you know what? I, I'll, I'll go up against soccer, I'll go up against yeah, baseball. I am you know?
1: I'm. I'm not worried about like, you know, the b- baseball and soccer have their hardcore fans. But you know, I absolutely agree. Like they need to use this time of year to, this two month span to really throw their heavy hitters, the US Open, the Masters, PBA players, throw their majors um somewhere in the in, in the next
0: like eight weeks. Make it bowling you
1: know? season. Yeah, make it bowling season.
0: No doubt. Um, All right, can we discuss this uh this Pete Weber this Pete Weber uh, commercial?
1: The Mugsy the commercial the jeans. Good for him. Good for him. I'm
0: look, anytime bowling Pete, is on the Pete is eaten off of off of off of suck my sack, yo. Can I just tell you? Like my man is eaten for years off of, off of off of his antics. You know, and you have a and, and you know what? Bowlers are dumb, bro. Because you would think that that bowlers would look at what goes on with him or what has gone on with him, and you think they'd say, you know what? I don't even need to be the best at throwing the bowling ball. I just need to make a show once in a while and have some antic type <laughs> thing ready to go. And I'm and I'm going to be the most popular bowler on the planet. Okay, who's a who's a more well known bowler? Seriously, seriously, people, okay. people, an- answer me this question: Who's a more well known bowler? Jason Belmonte or Pete Weber? You go up to the average Joe. And say, hey, you show him a picture of Pete Weber. You know this guy? You show him a picture of Jason Belmonte. You know this guy? Most of them are gonna recognize Pete Weber. Not many of them are gonna recognize Jason Belmonte. Okay. And I and you know, much love to Belmo, man. I hope he's doing well. I hope he, he loves trolling me every once in a while, but I hope he's doing well with his family and enjoying his time and whatnot. But listen, it's the truth. It's the truth. And why? It's because the it's because the guy lost his mind on TV that's why because the guy literally and legitimately lost his mind on tv okay so so yeah i mean there's been documentaries done about this guy there's been mockumentaries done about this guy he's in commercials he's in viral clips his his retirement goes viral on twitter like what what more do you want you know like i know i know that i hate when you compare and say that bowling needs to be more like wrestling but i got to admit bro like you you're kind of right you, you're kind of right like if if His if we if they put us in charge of bowling and me and you sat down and wrote scripts of what guy, of what guys were going to say after particular shots ratings for bowling would rob they would go through the roof they go through the roof and you'd see these viral clips every week for bowling, you know, it's just
1: it, Mike. It's just like character and it's just personality. Yeah. And, um, you know, I look, I read, but I wrote bowlers that. Have become, bowlers have become the antithesis of this. Yeah. Because that's what they need to win. That's what it takes I know, to win. I right? understand. That's the Pete Weber was a different, but we should have because... been
0: promoting that the whole time. We should have been promoting. No, this guy wins all the time. Act like him. You know what the problem is? The problem is that a lot Suck of people... Yeah, well, Pete Weber yes. got a
1: lot of... Pete Weber got a lot of slack for a lot of the antics from a lot of the bowlers who wanted to be, you know, boring and wanted to be professional, and they and, and they treat it that way. And Pete got a lot of slack, and Pete had a lot of haters. Pete had a lot of haters. He did. There, there was a lot of people that didn't like Pete Weber's antics. Um, that's it. Love us or hate us, you listened. And that's the truth. Like, Pete Weber. You love him or you hate him, but you watched when he was on when he was on a show, right? And that was the the truth. Now it's just it, yo, like it's it's boring when you have these guys that are going on there, not showing any emotion. They're robots. They're just like in the motions. They you know they strike and all well, they do in is the like moment.
0: they're in the moment. Is what they look, would say.
1: I know Kyle Troop understands that there's got to be some some play around with the crowd there's got to be some emotions got to be some personality right there's a few players that understand that but look i could get into this topic for hours because that's really what hits home to me with the PBA is the bowlers need more imagine a world we lived in and i'm going to end the discussion here imagine a world we lived in in the PBA had 75 Pete Webers bowling against each other
0: oh my god Oh, my God.
1: Think about that, Mike. 75 Pete Webber's all with different personalities and different traits and different, like, characters, but all Pete Webber bowling against each other.
0: This is a great comment. Uh, Lou says, that's why I always wanted to see Rudy.
1: Always, man. Rudy Rebs, has become a
0: star on tour because he had every ingredient to transcend bowling into the mainstream. Uh, his time was just past him by the time he went out full-time. He he was like a wrestling character. He was. He really was. But, if you if you watch one of the first shows he made, I forget. It's in an arena setting. I forget what show it is. Maybe Jimmy can help us out with this. But he comes out, man. He throws a strike, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And you're. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this guy. This guy looks like he's here to wrestle a bear. Okay? Yeah, and and amazing. and it was he awesome. Too. You know? he'd
1: win. Um. Think about this, right? When we used to bowl the high roller back in the late 90s, and 99, 2000, when it was at, uh, you know, the old showboat, the old castaways. And Lou, Lou Gaudio, whenever Joe Stillman, who we interviewed in our first season, right? Whenever Joe Stillman bowled a match at the high roller, we knew the time. He's going to have
0: a hard crowd, yep. We knew the time. We knew the date.
1: And it didn't matter what we were doing. We were in Vegas. We were going to watch... Joe Stillman bowls high roller match. Why is that? Because you never knew what this kid was gonna do. This this kid got he banned might, from the high roller because he, he ripped his shirt off. He Hulk Hogan shirt he, was, he
0: might take his shoe and throw it down the lane. Which he done. Which yeah, he did. Yeah. He might he spit on the lane. He used to spit on the lanes a lot. Mike. He. Hulk I mean, just Hogan'd. his just his language. Like he bowled in a fury of anger. Okay, it's yes. the only way I could describe it. Like, but the he would be. The, the language, the phrases he used to say after he would miss or throw a bad shot. I mean, I can't even repeat them here. Honest to God, I can't even oh, repeat them here. They were that bad. Fox
1: Sports, the 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 back, the people
0: that worked. They'd be the like videos, beep, beep 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 beep. I mean,
1: they'd be passing out. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do. All I'm saying is that's what the PBA misses. But the fact of the matter is, is you know, I, I see that in the chat from Nico. Yes. The problem is, is a lot of these players, they can't relax their emotions. They can't keep their emotions on a level. They can't do a Pete Weber, come back and then throw a good shot because your adrenaline gets the best of you. Um, it, it's a really hard thing to calm your body down and calm yourself down if you're going to go all, you know, Hulk Hogan after a strike. But man, I'm telling you, the bowlers these days, and I feel like an old man, you know, talking about my my past days. You don't know good enter- entertaining bowling until you watch high roller matches with Joe Stillman, action matches in Brooklyn, right? Um, you know uh, a snake snake bowling Richie Hornwright. I mean, you want to talk about some entertaining matches? These guys, the whole match, yeah, your mother, this that, like just talking all kinds of shit, bowling for thousands of dollars, man. Ah, oh, the entertainment factor is real, Mike, and I could talk
0: hours about it, but I know. Even like wanna... like even a even a Timmy Mac in a World Team Challenge setting, like oh, I've been watching a lot of those World Team Challenge shows. Like he yes. was another guy who was very hype, very entertaining. Like you know he if, if he was gonna bring it, best. you know what I'm saying? I he know, was gonna bring. I know. it. I know. And yeah, Weights we don't don't, we don't have... really have that anymore. But but my my point is this though. Look at where this got Pete. You know. I got him on a Mugsy commercial, yo. And the jeans are, he's talking about the jeans are
1: flexible. Like he's. Literally, good for I Pete, I thought the man. commercial was a little corny, to be honest. It was. It was, but good for Pete, man. Pete's getting gene commercials, and the pros today aren't getting no commercials. So what does that tell you? It exactly tells you what you said earlier, right? It says that if you have some character, you have some personality, and you have semantics, you probably you could make a career out of it, Mike.
0: Fair point. Oh. You want to do it? Worst of the week? Let's do it.
1: Oh, man. What a great Mm. show. What a great show tonight. Urethane. We talked some... Brooklyn action, we talked Joe Stillman. Oh man, we we never know what direction we're going on in this show. I think that's why I like doing it so much. We had
0: Pete Pete the Purple Rose Hammer. I Yo. Mean.
1: My man Pete is still pissed. I don't know where he went, but I think he might be chasing the dog around the house. He's all angry. <laughs> oh man. And if you haven't, if you didn't see the beginning of the show, we interviewed the Purple Hammer, in case anybody missed it. Pete Rose the Purple Hammer, who's banned for life. Um, you know, stated his beef with the PBA, so you might want to rewind and listen to it. Um, because it was a good interview. Uh, anyway, all right, Mike, I'm gonna go ahead and start um, with my worst of the week. I noticed this trend on a lot of the patch pirate uh bowling groups mm. on Facebook, and there's been a decent amount of Tim Buck type behavior going on on a lot of these <laughs> uh patch pirate um bowling pages. Uh, pages here's a post from hammer bowling by robert danzy jr who i believe is an admin or maybe i should call him the future tim buck jr or tim buck just a reminder we should be we should not be recommending non-brunswick balls here please respect the brands if you want to be a part of this group we don't want to remove anyone but will
0: Bringing his best in bucket,
1: Best. Look. Okay. How do. I, I just don't understand how you could start a bowling group. And kick people out of the group. If you're going to like maybe say. Hey. Well maybe you should try. A, um, I don't know. A storm ball. Right. Like are people taking that shit that serious. You know what I mean Mike. Is it that serious of a thing. Like oh shit. Yo. 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 Someone's texting Robert Dansby, and, 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 yo, someone just recommended a a pitch black on your group. Oh, shit. He's, like, running into the computer, like, you know, moderate. Oh, man, we got to remove this post. Like, is this what – man.
0: Listen, the Patch Pirates take their Patch Pirateness seriously, bro. <laughs> they do, man. Yeah. You know, Brian, Brian McDonough with a comment in the chat saying – I'm bringing a python in my bag to the next tournament. Like, could you see? This is what I'm talking about. Like, could you imagine if a bowler came out and like carried his carried his ball to the lanes in a bag that has a snake in it? He lets the snake crawl out for him. like. This is the kind of stuff that Rob would write for the for the PBA scripts. You know, this is what we would have going down. Oh my goodness! Uh, you just, ever see that? Com-
1: you ever see that commercial where there's like, imagine if there was defense in bowling and the yeah. guy was about to throw the ball. And the woman tackles the other woman on the lane.
0: No, but see, be... you can't, you can't, ch- see, that's what's great about that suggestion right there because you can't change the game. You no. can just add antics to it. You, you mean know, like, like old, like, Pete like, Weber like, was old was out there? Pete Weber was out there bowling at the highest level that you could possibly bowl at, but he was doing it while creating all these other antics going on, right? And that's. Perfect. That's, that's what, what you need. want. That's what 100%. you want. That's what makes right. it interesting. Like, right. So, something something like showing up with a snake in the bag with the ball, you know, open it opening the bag, and the snake comes out first, and then you grab the ball and hold it up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that like. Like, er- just, like Big and McCracken? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know I mean? yeah. <laughs> when you hold the ball yes. up, yes. And everyone's like. Yes. You yes. know, and the woman comes. It, this, it, this. It, you know, see, that's what I'm saying, though. It has the potential to become a thing, right? right. Like like the belmo boom has become a thing. All right, that's cool, right? Like it's it, it's a it's a it's a sharp thing that he came up with. But like could you imagine if there was a player who did that and then held the ball up every time and all the fans started to go like chant and just yeah. get into it? I mean it would be amazing. The oh. scene
1: in Kingpin with Big Ern holding the ball up and then the the lady running over and then kissing him and then he grabs her yeah. ass. I mean, that's just like hilarious, right? It's funny, and everyone remembers that about the movie. But I mean,
0: something similar is would be hilarious in real life bowling. Greg Boylan in the chat. Greg, what's up? I don't recognize your name as a regular, but what up, man? thanks for joining us. Uh, pro bowlers are like pro golfers, boring robots. And I here's the interesting thing to me about I agree that. With like, that. I, agree I don't with agree that. with that because there's a lot of viral videos that, that, that or I'm sorry, a lot of videos that go viral in golf of golfers like you mother effer, oh, God. banging the club, fighting with each other, commenting on each other's play. See, like, you don't even hear that behind the scenes in the PBA. Like, even if it's going on behind the scenes, they should accentuate that aspect of it. Yeah, we want to that's, see that's, people losing their minds for whatever the one, reason. Okay. The one pro a lot of times might. in golf, they lose their minds on the course. They do. But here's what I'm talking about when it comes
1: to bowling. There's one pro at a high level who does – a little bit of that right and that's Simonson right yeah hey, gron too I thought you were gonna I, say Grand Well Simonson is is perfect example because he's on the show almost yes. every show right Agreed. and he's he's on a level but he
0: gets a lot of shit for it I know he gets a but lot how of many shit people didn't it? like Pete
1: how exactly. many people didn't like
0: Pete right Exactly. and Simonson doesn't care and that's part no. of what's great about him he goes right. out and wins right. and then and then puts the puts the Cartier shades on right and says watch me stun on him son yep so so <laughs> Exactly, I I, love but it. that's what I'm looking for. To me, that's entertainment, right? It, it Simon, makes it more interesting. Simo to. The problem with his stuff is it's always some intricate bowling thing that he's upset about that right. most people goes right over ahead their head and they have no idea why he's upset. So, he's not. Simon... He's not screaming at a kid in the crowd because he no he laughed when he left the ten pit or something.
1: What Simon needs to do is Simon needs to really. Um, not be afraid to really give heat or get heat from people, right? He needs to be who he is and he needs to, you know, uh, really, really give what he... he, I think there's a lot more character and personality with Simo that can come out, right? And I really think he needs to own it like Pete did. Pete owned it. Pete didn't give a shit. Simo needs to essentially kind of take that, um, you know, what do you call
0: it? The the, the torch, right? From from Pete. Well, like... Pete, to me, Pete didn't really reach that level of insanity until, <laughs> until, <laughs> he, was, insanity. until he was like um, already clearly established as one of the best as ever. The best. Right. Right. And, right. And, right. And and I'm not sure that Simo's quite at that point yet. He's going to get there eventually. And right. I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see what happens when, when that yeah. occurs. All right. when, when, here's, one day here's... he
1: wakes up, Mike, he wakes up and Simo's just like, yeah, I'm
0: the best. I don't care like... anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: gonna be a scary side moment I bro. know
0: I know uh this this worst of the week comes from radical bowling fans uh it's from Ruley V Hayward jr okay? okay and he says uh bold USBC Open Championships Thursday and Friday oh, spent Lord. team spent team spent team and doubles trying to settle down and come up with a game plan that's six games of the nine <laughs> <He's> been... <laughs> Six games of the nine coming up with the gameplay. Cover was eight hundred with two thousand on top. Pin just to the right of the fingers. Two hundred five with a missed ten pin. Ten, 10 pin in the tenth frame. First game two twenty one clean. Second game, third game two open frames and no doubles missing. Six hundred series less than a mark. Not used to bowling on sport patterns. Bigfoot was a great choice. Trying to stay in the moment and get my fingers and thumb to work together was my greatest challenge. You can't play the lanes like a house pattern and score well if you're a 190-plus bowler. Now, let me say two things. Number one, I gave him Worst of the Weeks. So I thought the post was funny because he said he spent the first six games of the nine. Uh, <laughs> just They're figuring them out. Sounds like something I would do. I would Game I plan. would shoot shoot 720 the last three and say, all right, I'm ready to re in the, the first six again. <laughs> uh, squad. But here here's a bigger point here with that Worst of the Week, right? So many people go out and bowl USBC nationals that don't even come in the building when a sport pattern is out in their local in their local area, and I don't like, get it. I don't oh, get it. Like, like I, I I give that worst of the week because if you, if you're only bowling on house patterns, okay, uh, and, and and you're 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 not averaging let's say two twenty five plus, I mean, what what are you what are you even going out to nationals for?
1: It's a fun thing, Mike. I, I don't think you understand it's – it's uh, for a lot of people, they don't – they expect to go there and bowl 150. They're not going there to win Eagles. They're not going there to win brackets. They go out there with like, you know, six, eight, ten teams, and they they have drinks. They spend the money because that's their yearly vacation. There's no expectation for them to compete. You know, of course they want to bowl good, Um
0: I don't know, man. There's there's better ways that I could spend vacation dollars than going to Reno. I agree, but like I agree, but we but we grew up in bowling alleys as
1: kids. A lot of these people bowl league once a week, and to them, going and bowling, you know, of a different state and going to a different bowling alley and going in a bowling stadium is a whole new experience for them, right? And, And 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 I used to bowl in a Vegas fun league back when I was a patch pirate. And I used to beat up a Mamma Mia back in the day, right? And um, every year, my teammates were league bowlers, right? They were house bowlers. They were league bowlers. They didn't understand the the complexities of the sport. Used to love going to Vegas to bowl the fun league, the the end of the year league, because they didn't ever get a chance to bowl at, at a big, you know, bowling casino and, and wherever it was. Right. And, you know, they were able to drink and, you know, they'd get away from their kids and they get away from their wife and they would get to gamble and bowl. And I think a lot of people, they treat Reno that way where it's just like, Oh, I get to get away um, and bowl with my friends, bowl somewhere different and it's a new experience for them and a new adventure.
0: Okay. you know, Fair enough. I just think to me, it's just like, well, if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to make that an every year thing, and you're going to go out and bowl a tournament like that every year. Doesn't it, doesn't it make at least a little bit of sense to bowl on conditions in your one week, uh, you know, uh, one once a no. week league that, no. that are at least going to give you some kind of preparation for what you're going to see?
1: No, because I put it like this, right? End of July, I'm going to a bachelor party. We're going to Montana, okay, to play some of the nicest, hardest golf courses in the country in Montana. Okay. Do you know the last time I actually swung a golf club? Keep in mind, I'm about 105 to 110 golfer for 18, right? You think I'm going to actually practice or swing the club before I go to this bachelor party with their serious gambling golfers at these golf courses? No. Okay? I'm going to maybe go to the driving range once or twice. I'm going to go on this golf course. I'm going to lose 15 balls, but I'm going to drink. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to enjoy being outside my friends. It's a bachelor party. Yeah, but but a lot of these people treat the national bowling tournament like a bachelor party. They go there, they get to gamble, they drink, they go out with their friends. It's 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 a a yearly fun experience for them. They're not going to try to win eagles by any means.
0: Okay. I don't know. I know. I know a lot of guys that bowl exclusively on house who go out to that tournament and are looking to make it a profitable venture.
1: Well, they're out of their minds because even the good bowlers aren't being profitable out there right now in Reno. There's nothing to make. Dude, the checks for the team event and the singles and doubles, dude, you have to, like, be in a top 10 or even top 5, I think, to actually make some pretty good money. Dude, the brackets are miserable. You know, you're barely going to make, you know, $500 if you bowl, like, you know, a good set. Rob is going for the drink cart coming around. There's a drink cart? There is a drink cart. Oh my goodness, he, Rob. Here's the thing, though. I, I was different because when I was going there to bowl, I was going there to compete and win money. And actually, so, like, so like, are people getting hammered during this tournament? I mean, after they're they're like have a seventy in, in like the eighth frame, that beer cart comes around pretty quick.
0: Yo, yo, that's wild. I didn't. I I'll be honest. I never even pictured it like that, Jeff.
1: There's no drink cart anymore. That's a, That's a that's a damn shame. Reno missing out on that. Uh, USBC missing that revenue generator. Because I remember when me and my brother, when we were bowling, and uh, we were bowling bad. Dude, that drink cart couldn't, couldn't come fast enough, man.
0: You know, there was one year I think I bowled 130 the first game. And I was like, man, where the fuck is that drink? I, I shot you. Drink cart! <laughs> drink cart! <laughs> tip the guy, tell him, yo, stay right here, bro. Dude, I'm just like... the four lane radius of where I'm at.
1: $50 tip. I'm like, hey, every time you see me, you better have a fucking drink in your hand. But yeah, um I don't know. I didn't go this year. I'm not going to Reno. The expenses are way too high to go there. Uh the flights are ridiculous. The prices are ridiculous. Um, you know, so I'll wait till next year when it's in Vegas and it's a drive for me, and I could just pop onto a team, I guess.
0: Wow, $13 for a tall beer. Oh, Baseball prices. Man, man. So the answer then I guess is no. People aren't getting hammered because People don't want to spend one hundred and thirty dollars to get hammered on beer. I mean, people still get
1: hammered at NFL games, right? I mean,
0: yeah, but there's a lot of drinking that goes on beforehand. I know. Yeah, that's all about the miss... that's all about the pregame situation.
1: And I, I miss NFL. When's that come back?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. All right, let's wrap it up, Rob. All right, Mike. All right, final thoughts,
1: Rob? Um, yeah, uh, Team USA. Latest uh, to pull out of the IBF World Championships and IBF turmoil is the word Jeff Riggles used on his 11frame.com. Um, I think it was because of lack of
0: entries, Mike, which was very curious. Yeah, because other countries are pulled, have already pulled out. So
1: The IBF is a shit show. Um, if anybody doesn't know what's going on there, uh, it's a huge train wreck. There's a lot of um, a lot of drama going on with the IBF. Uh, Jeff is, uh, Riggles has read a lot of articles about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've never been a big Team USA person anyway. I, I think I've been on the record talking about how, like, if it's not in the Olympics, then I don't even know why we have a Team USA, I'll be honest with you. Um, but that's just my opinion uh I, one day i hopefully can get into the olympics um i don't see it happening uh they've been put they put sports in like some crazy-ass sports they put in the olympics um so yeah so i don't know i just thought that was an interesting final thought that uh it seems to IVF is kind of going in uh, uh a, a wrong direction i guess you can say so yeah so anyway yep yeah, that's my final thought
0: my final thought is Junior Gold is coming up.
1: Oh, that's your favorite tournament of the year.
0: Junior Gold's coming up. I saw today there are 40 squads. 4 zero. 40 squads. I think if you have 40 squads for a tournament, you should consider uh, limiting some entries. That's what I'm going to say. Pete. Pete, the purple rose hammer. Pete, the purple hammers is
1: going to retirement.
0: We appreciate uh, the time. Rob, we'll see the people next week. Follow okay. us on social media. He's at uh, Rob 11 I am at the 215th. Uh, hit us up through email. Sweep the Rack at Gmail. We love getting emails from people. Check out our Etsy store. We got t-shirts. We got Sweep the Rack merch. Sweep the Rack gear. If you want a Sweep the Rack t-shirt, Check us out. We got them up bags. there. Rosin bags up bags. there. Let us know. All right. Uh, Rob, have a good week. You too, man. Take care, guys. Peace. You are now
1: listening to Sweep the Rack podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.